Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to Heritage Apostolic Wednesday night worship and word. I pray you and your family are healthy, doing well during this time. Thank you to everybody who's attended our Sunday morning Come As You Are in Your Family Car services. We've had great attendance the past several weeks, and God's Spirit just continues to uh, grow and be powerful during these times. So uh, please come out, enjoy these times with your family. Service starts at 11.15. We start parking cars at 10.45, and we follow all state and federal guidelines on social distancing. So it is a safe place to come and worship with you and your family. Let's go ahead and gather with our family together uh, this evening, and let's have a word of prayer uh, before we get into our message. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you and we praise you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. Thank you for your love, for your encouragement, for your strength, and for your guidance. Thank you, Lord God, for your anointing during this time, Lord God. It doesn't matter if we're in the church building or we're in our house, our vehicles. God, no matter where we are, you can come and visit us. God, we pray, Lord, you touch and bless this message. God, anoint it, direct it, bind us together today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, today we're going to continue with our series, with our lessons. And we're going to talk on the topic of the house on the rock. Our focus thought today is just like the wise man, we must build our lives upon the rock. Our opening text comes from Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. Again, that's Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 and through 27. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened to a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell and great was the fall of it. Again, the title of the day is The House on the Rock. Building on a firm foundation seems logical. However, as humans, we know that sometimes we like to do our own thing and try something new. One of our favorite places to visit uh, when we're on vacation is the beach. We absolutely love going anywhere where there's a beach, the sand, the ocean. Uh, it's just a wonderful time with our family. And the one thing that we enjoy doing is building all of the sandcastles and the moats that we build during this time. And as we're building those sandcastles and the moats, uh, we spend a lot of time on them and they seem great. We add different decorations to them with the, the shells and everything else that we have around us. And uh, it never fails. After we spend all that time making the sandcastles, the figures, the moats, that as the tide shifts, all of a sudden the water begins to come and hits the sandcastles, hits the moats, hits the creatures we've built. And it doesn't take long at all and all of that work is destroyed. It's interesting to think about it in this type of fashion because that's what happens sometimes when we try to build on things that shift. And that's exactly what sand is. Sand is shifting. It moves. It's not stable. And that's why when you go to build upon it, uh, whatever's built up on top of that sand does not last long. We know that as the tides shift, the once dry beach is quickly covered with water. And as soon as that water touches the sand, it moves and it changes. It's easy to uh, get caught up in different things in our lives 
and try to put our trust in different things that we wouldn't normally put our trust in because it's new and because it's there and because it's available. Before we talk about the right way to build, let's look at the wrong places to build today. I like to compare the sand to a new, not very thought out plan. Something that appears great or feels good to the flesh, but has not actually stood the test of time. Sometimes in our walk with God, we want to build our lives on something we come across, something that feels good or looks good in that moment. I can change and um, I'm going to go this direction, I'm going to go that direction, or you know what, this sounds like a great idea. Unfortunately, as we begin to put this in motion, we find that there's not a lot of stability to it. There's a reason that it hasn't been around for very long, it's because it has not stood the test of time. One thing I learned about my life and about life in general is not whether there will be a storm, but when the storm will actually come. It does not matter if we serve God or we don't serve God. The matter is a storm of life will come. Some are worse than others, but the water will still be there and the wind will still blow. We must ensure that we are building our lives upon something that can handle the storms of the life that we're going to go through. What are we leaning on? What is holding us up when these times come? Now is a great time to assess what you're standing on because we are living in a storm together as a church. Are you comforted right now? Because you know the foundation is still going to be there? Or are you worried because you feel it's shifting? I pray by the end of today's message that you feel comforted in the place that you've built upon. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 19 through 22 continues to tell us how to build. So we know that we don't want to build on something that shifts and something that changes a lot. But we want to build on something that is firm and something that has stood the test of time. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 19 through 22 addresses this. It says, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but your fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ, himself being the chief cornerstone. Remember that. We're going to talk a lot about the chief cornerstone here in a few moments. In whom all the building fitly framed together groweth into a holy temple in the Lord in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. In Ephesians, Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus. And the main idea of Ephesians are these two things. First, it's how are we going to keep the church body strong? When difficult times arises, what are we doing to keep the church body strong? And the second one is understanding that the Gospels are the foundation of the early church. It was the message, the teachings of Jesus Christ in the four Gospels that was able to lay the foundation for the book of Acts church to come alive. It's very important that we understand the importance of the book of Ephesians. Paul states in verse number 19 that we are citizens. And we know that citizens are residents and residents build. God is not calling us to be wanderers going to and fro from the earth wandering about, trying to figure out where our place is or trying to figure out where our life is, going to and from church or to and from devices that are helping us get through. But residents are people that build and invest in where they're staying at. 
That's the first thing God wants us to do. He wants us to find a place to build and find residence in. I believe the first thing we must do is to ensure we have a firm foundation to plant ourselves in. We need to find a church and we need to find a pastor that we trust. And we have one here at Heritage Apostolic Tabernacle that will lead us, that will guide us, that will show us what we need to do and that we know hears from the voice of God. Right now in your life, if you feel unstable, get into a church and get yourself planted. Do not be a stranger in the house of the Lord, but be a citizen. A citizen has an address. A citizen knows where they live and knows where they're supposed to be. When storms come, when the rain begins to fall and the winds begin to blow, you find comfort in your house because you know it's built in the right place. The next thing we must understand when building is using the right materials and building off the cornerstone. Paul referred to Jesus in Ephesus as the chief cornerstone. I did some research and looked up what the importance of a cornerstone is. The chief cornerstone, or the cornerstone of a building, is the very first stone that's laid down. It is described as the essential stone or the indispensable stone. If this particular stone is moved or broken or someone tries to knock it out, the whole building will come down. It's this stone that determines where the house will be built and what direction the rest of the house will face. This cornerstone also bears the date when the building was established. The identity of the building is written upon the cornerstone. Paul says if you're going to build, Jesus needs to be the stone that you build around. Jesus needs to hold the direction the building will face, and Jesus holds the identity of who lives in that building. We are children of God. We are His children. We are His people. And the Bible lets us know that multiple times. So when we begin to build, we build around Jesus because He is the chief cornerstone that directs us in everything that we do. We do not need to chase every new endeavor or every shifting thing that comes our way, but we need to be rooted and grounded in the foundation of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, is a very familiar scripture, and it says this, The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. God has stood the test of time. From the beginning of creation, He always was, He always will be, and He always has been. And we have to understand that we are comforted and He is always going to be there. That's very important. The Bible says that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why would we want something new when we know what works? And Jesus works. We find this all the time when we talk to people. They begin to venture out and they begin to try themselves, especially young people. When I was the youth, when I was the youth pastor, I had several conversations with children and students in our youth group. And they would say, Brother Wes, I just want to go out. I want to find myself. I want to find who I am as a young person. I have time for church. I have time to live for God. I'm a young person. But moment after moment, situation after situation, young person after young person, I watched as they tried to find who they were in the world and they landed in some difficult situations. They landed in trials. They landed in tribulations that if they would have stuck with God, they would not have to endure. 
So I'm telling you now, it's important that we trust in God and trust in what He has for us. Jeremiah 16, or sorry, sorry, Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16 says, Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old path. Where is the good way we walk therein? And we shall find rest for our souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. Israel was in a time of bondage. They needed the voice of God more than they ever needed it before. They needed a foundation to stand on, to right their wrong. And Jeremiah begins to speak to them. As they're being tossed to and fro, he says, you need to get back to your foundation and to your true identity. You are the children of God. You need to get back to that foundation. He goes as far to tell them that once you get back to that foundation, you're going to find rest for your soul. Building upon God not only gives you stability, but it gives you rest and reassurance. Rest and comfort are things that we cherish and things as humans we need. And we receive that when we trust in God. God's calling us now. Get back to the past that He's created us. Get back to the old ways. Get back to truth. Get back to the Word of God. Get back to prayer. Get back to fasting. Those are the foundational pieces that will get us through difficult situations. Colossians chapter 1, verse 23 says this, If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature, which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Notice, continue in the faith that is grounded and settled and not moved. Continue in that faith. If you think about it, when we climb a ladder, our comfort level depends on the stability of the foundation that we rest that ladder on. If the ground underneath us begins to move or shake, or if it's really soggy and wet and you feel one side of your ladder shift, you're not willing to climb very high because you don't trust the foundation that's underneath your ladder. But when you put that ladder on firm, a firm foundation that you trust, a solid foundation that's level, that when you begin to climb, you don't feel it shifting, that allows you to climb higher and higher and higher. And I believe that's what God's calling for us to do. Once we put that foundation and we put God as our chief cornerstone, then we know that as a church and as individuals, we can grow higher and higher and larger and bigger because we trust the foundation that we're put upon. Right now, God is calling us to come higher. He wants us to meet Him in a higher place. And when we put ourselves on a firm foundation, we can allow ourselves to grow. In closing, I want to share with you the fa my favorite passage of Scripture. And it comes from Job chapter 14, verses 7 through 9. We know in, in this moment, Job is going through a very difficult time. But this is a declaration he makes. For there is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth, and the stock thereof die in the ground, Yet through the sin of water, it will bud and bring forth boughs like a plant. Job was going through an extremely difficult time, but his foundation remained firm in God. Multiple times, 
those around him, told him to give up on God, told him to curse God and die. His family said, why don't you give up? Why don't you try something different? Because the foundation you built upon seems to let you down right now. But Job understood that wasn't the case at all. Job understood that his foundation was what was going to get him through this trial. Because like I said before, we're going to go through storms. We're going to go through tribulations. We're going to go through times of uncertainty. But our foundation must stand the test. The roots that we read about in Job chapter 14 verse 7 are the tree's foundations. Listen to this. As long as the root system is healthy, that tree will not fall when a storm comes. But notice what happens when the tree is cut off. When the top part of the tree is no longer there, the foundation still remains. To us, if we notice that the foundation is gone, we assume that that tree is gone and life is gone. But the life system of the tree is in its foundation and in its roots. The Bible lets us know that the foundation is what keeps us alive. But through the scent of water, life is brought back to that tree. We, well, where we're planted today, if we get cut down completely, are we rooted in something that will still bring us life? If you get cut down today, will your foundation still be there for you? Jesus loves us. We have to have that reassurance that He's going to be there for us, He's going to lead us, and He's going to guide us. So I want to ask you today, where are you building? What kind of foundation are you trusting in? Are we allowing Jesus to be the chief cornerstone, to be the chief foundation in our lives? I'm thankful to have grown up in a family where God has been the chief cornerstone. I remember going through situations as a family growing up, and it was always the same solution. Things got difficult, we went to God. We didn't have answers, we went to God. We needed a direction, we went to God. That's so important to establish in our children's lives right now. Because as I grow up and I have my own family, I'm a husband, I'm a father, that when things get difficult, I remember my foundation. I don't know the answer, we go to God in prayer. We need direction, we go to God in prayer. And I want to challenge you as we go forwards and we move forwards, build your foundation on something you can trust. The Word of God never changes. The Word of God is yea and amen. He cannot break a promise, and He will not break a promise. We're going to go ahead and end today with a season of prayer that God would lead us, guide us, and direct us in the Holy Ghost. Let Him be the chief cornerstone and the foundation in your life. Let's pray one more time. Lord, we love You and we praise You, God. Thank You, Lord Jesus, for everything You've done, everything You're going to do. Thank You, Lord, for this Word. God, let it be forever settled in our hearts, God, that when difficult times arises, God, that we know that we can trust in you. We can lean on you, Lord. You'll guide us and you'll comfort us and you'll be there for us. God, I pray, Lord, you touch every person, Lord God, that's in the valley of decision. Every person, Lord, that needs comforted. Every person that needs strength and guidance. I pray, Lord, you would bring that to them today. I pray, Lord, your hand of protection continues to be upon our church family, our guests, all of our viewers, our listeners. God, anoint them and direct them today. Lord, we give you all praise and glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you. Praying for you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll see you this Sunday at service.